Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me is a still hungover after three days, Ben Hibbert. <laughs> Hello there. I love how quiet you're talking because you're scared of the boy hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, <laughs> Hello there! No, it's because I've moved everything upstairs into the this the little bedroom. Um, it's turned into my office, so I'm next to where the kids are sleeping, and uh, they're normally asleep by now. But he's not for some reason. So uh, I'll just be a little bit softer for a bit until I get excited about something. Um, anyway, let me f- continue introducing people. Um, also joining is um, Wolverhampton's biggest ginger, Liam Baker. Strawberry blonde, but okay. Hello. I don't know. I just busked that one. I went through all right, I think. Um, <laughs> and finally, joining us for a bit of a chat is uh, producer Tim, Mr. Timbo Slice. Hey, Tim. Thought you forgot my name then, but that's almost me like forgetting to turn the microphone on. But yeah, good evening, <laughs> good evening, good morning, hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Right. Um. So we've got a fair, a fair bit of stuff to talk about because um. We didn't talk about some of the spoiler releases that um, AMG did um, about the Mandalorian packs and the, the Gauntlet packs over the last couple of weeks. So we're going to canter through probably about a dozen cards or so that they've released um, some information on. Um, and we've also got a few bits and pieces to talk about the Trilogy Tournament, which we touched on last week, but we didn't really talk about too much um, uh, because we had obviously such a great um, session going on with Alex that we kind of just chatted about let's be honest, more interesting stuff um, <laughs> for, for, for us. And it was a it was a great episode. And a lot of us have um, had feedback from different listeners saying that they really enjoyed it. So thank you very much for the feedback when we get it. It's appreciated to know that, you know, when we do the right stuff so that we can try and do more of it. So cheers. Um, cool. Um, do we want to do cards first or do we want to talk about X-Wing? Games. Games. X-Wing Games. X-Wing Games. All right. Trilogy Tournament. So Trilogy Tournament is a tournament being run by Nobby, uh, who is, um, I'm not even sure what his real name is, but I think everybody knows him as Nobby. He's one of the Australian guys um, who runs a bunch of tournaments. it's Noblet. Noblet. Sir Novington <laughs> Esquire or something. Um, so Nobby um, is a, the TO for a bunch of the uh, the games done in, in, in Oz. Um, he's run this trilogy tournament. I think this is now the third one. Um, and the, the conceit for it basically is it's a, it's a team tournament, teams of three, and um, you have to have one faction per um, set of trilogies. So Era. Yeah, era. That's the right one. So one. I was of, enjoying him struggle to find that word. <laughs> couldn't find the word. One from Republic um, and Separatists. One from Resistance and First Order, and one from Rebels, Imperials, and Scum and Villainy. Um, so myself, Tim, and Ben formed a team. Liam has been a pirate captain and created a lone wolf team with the best slash worst blurst nickname and uh, team name in the entire competition. Um, so let's not let's not go there. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, we've um, we're in now week two, uh, round two um, of the tournament. So um, as as we discussed last week, uh, the Sith Taker Snapshots team didn't do overly well last week with uh, myself and Tim getting um, beaten for an assortment of reasons. Uh, ben won his game. 
Uh, and then we squared everything up on week two because Ben was so hungover he couldn't see um, while sitting at his screen. Had to pause the game twice to vomit in order to get through it. He lost. Weirdly, That's a, that is um, a new low even for me. That's like <laughs> the guy was quite impressed. He said he'd never have anyone vomit mid-game before. I mean, I guess you're lucky it was an Australian because he was just like, "Yeah, it's fine." I'm <laughs> Um, and then uh, we've got, um, and then yeah, myself and Tim won this week. So as a team, we're now one and one, and we've got um, a, a round against the uh, the Polish left to play. But um, I mean, what what are you thinking of the tournament so far, Ben? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's always fun to play people I probably wouldn't meet, and it's not been too hard to get in the games with the Australians, considering. The massive time difference. I think it's like ten hours different, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've managed played. to play one one in the morning and one at like late at night. So it's yeah. been interesting. Yeah, I played one at six a.m. when for his evening, and I played another one at like eight p.m. my time, six a.m. his time. So like he was having coffee and breakfast. Um, but yeah, it's it's been good. It's a good laugh. Although we do have to just take a moment and pour one out for poor Madame Duke because Tim did some incredibly filthy things to her two ship list with his Malarus Swarm on uh, on stream the other week. Um, I mean, Tim, you, you said that it was um, but I mean, it, it looked like there was a bad engage and then your dice just well, her dice didn't come out of a bad situation, but you were rolling a bunch of double modded three dice attacks, basically. So, so like, I did chat briefly with Tom because uh, Tom Reed got asked to commentate. So, you can watch the game back on Fearless Gundark's uh, Twitch channel. Uh, essentially, it was a terrible matchup for me. Um, Ketsu with lots of toys, Bobber with lots of toys. Uh, you know, Boba just like just push into the swarm and get re rolls. Uh, like if if Boba reinforces in the swarm, it's it's horrendous for me. And they both had shield upgrades as well. Um, the the first problem Madame Duke had is that she split her ships up so that Ketsu came into the swarm by itself. Then Ketsu, I mean, in, over the course of the game, I think I think there was only three or maybe four range one shots from the scum list into my swarm. And that that was real key, and the first couple were massive whiffs. Uh, like Ketsu has the ability after with the tractor to de- like delete a Tie Fighter, and same with Boba, and they just whiffed. I think possibly one hit out of four dice, you know, on the first attack. Uh, so yeah, the the Fo Ties just laugh off because even if I blank out at that point, I lose a shield. Um, yeah, and then in reply. You know, they are two agility ships that are getting shot by two red dice that it basically has soft double mods. So you get the reroll from Malarus, you got the focus token. Um, but what really catches people out is suddenly if I do a damage card to you, my range two and range three shots become three dice attacks if I want. Um, yeah. And then with those mods. And don't get me wrong, like my red dice were good in that game. Um, like I was probably rolling. <laughs> average to above average but then once you then got the re-roll and the, you know the focus spend uh I, you know i was doing two to three hits with each attack and the ships just can't tank that um well, i mean yeah. three, three dice with um a one dice re-roll and a focus token the expected damage is like 2.8 or something it's it's like really high um because you should be rolling hit focus high 
uh, sorry, hit focus blank on the three dice, and then you re-roll the blank, and you've got a six in eight chance of the blank converting into something that turns into another hit. Yeah. So, you yes, know. so this is, this is like a iteration of the list that I took to the twenty. Uh, I want to say twenty twenty GSP Worlds Finals now, and that mm-hmm. was where I had two SFs, two FOs, Gideon and Malarus, and this has now got four FOs, but one of them is Muse. And mm-hmm. Muse's ability to be able to shed the stress uh, helps those XI shuttles out massively. And I've taken Proud Tradition on Malarus as well. So Malarus can do a red stop, still focus, and then Muse will just, you know, if, as long as I'm within range one, shift that stress. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's re- really useful. Um, but, yeah, like, it, yeah, don't be wrong. Like, it was, it was a combination of bad things happening madam duke both in perhaps decision making but also roles and then i've got I, my game plan worked and i stuck to my game plan and when i rolled dice my dice were, were good um mm-hmm. i mean that was the other issue is that i was probably getting four five six shots a turn into one ship and one ship was shooting me back you know and that was just unfortunately simple maths that didn't go um didn't go uh Team B's way, and uh, yeah, that, that set us up to a nice. Was I the first win, or did you? Did you? You won the night before. You were yeah. second. I, I won the night before. Yeah, I, I played that. <laughs> so this late, this late is it. Game. So, so there there is a pairings process to this event, and I did the pairings uh, for, for the rounds so far, and like I got me and Rich good matchups, and Ben a not great matchup first round. Me and Rich both lost. Ben won, so it's like, well, that didn't quite go to plan. And then this round, Rich got a good matchup. Me and Ben got not great matchups, and then we managed to pull out the round win. So, um, well, my yeah. my one this game. This is a bit like talking about risk. Like, but my one this game was um, he had two advanced sensors, tri fighters, and he was playing so early that he kept forgetting that he could do actions that weren't repositions. So he was bumping his ships and going, "Oh man, I've bumped no action for me," and I was there going. In my head, I was going, but you've got advanced sensors. And after the first couple of times you did it, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to point out to you that you can take a calculate before you bump using advanced sensors. And he was like, oh, mate, I can, can't I? I would have been useful if I'd remembered that before. I was like, yeah, because I felt like really genuinely bad because he was playing at 6 a.m. And, and his brain just obviously hadn't woken up yet. Um, but there was a turn where I put myself somewhere thinking I could catch one of his ships. Um, and I caught three of them. and he whiffed. I mean, he should have lost one ship, but he lost his, both of his tri-fighters in one round of shooting and left Grievous on one hull. And that was basically it. That was the game. I'd already sorted out DBS 404 before that, but um, then it was Grievous against, left against four ships. So where it had been, you know, 4v4 and I'd lost an arc for half of 404, suddenly the entire, his entire list just evaporated. Um, you know, two strained tri-fighters just went off the map and then Grievous just didn't have enough left um because you know one hole with all grievous can do you just make kill box after kill box and eventually his greens crap out as they did on the second one so um it was good um it was a good game but the first one it was a counterpoint because i played that one really well or i felt like i did um but a counterpoint a counterpoint to that was the first the first round where i literally played the worst game of x-wing i've ever played in my entire life um just yeah. everything I did, I did wrong. Bumped things, went over rocks, misjudged maneuvers. You know, took the wrong action, pointed Warthog's arc in the wrong direction. Even when I had like perfect knowledge because he'd moved his ships before me and stuff, and I was just like, yeah, it's just, 
just one of those things. And it was like the middle of the work day as well. I was in the middle of work stuff. I was like, oh, I've got to play this game. So I just quickly logged on and my head wasn't in it. So I've learned a lesson, which is either play early in the morning, which is fine, or last thing at night, which is fine. But trying to do it at lunchtime in the middle of a work day just does not work for me at all. I cannot get my head in it in one little bit. But I mean, like you guys would have known from, from our group chat, like I was super frustrated after my first round match because... I had one of those games where, uh, again, I felt like I did everything right, but the dice just went nope. Um, so I can kind of understand, you know, Madam Duke wasn't you know, particularly happy, not against me, it was just the way the game played out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it, like, you know, this is it, you, you get good games and you get bad games, but, you know, they do all even out eventually. Like, if you play a six-round tournament, you are going to have one game where, you know, things don't go to plan, you know, and you just don't get the rub of the green with, you know, your dice or your card, you know, the, the crit draws or whatever. Uh, I mean, that was the other thing as well, wasn't it? I think I got uh, structural damage was my first crit onto Ketsu. Um, and, you know, that just... and then the second one was a whole breach. Yeah, and this is it. Like, it just little things like that were just really rubbing the salt in. But, like, in my first game, uh, could I do a damage card to a uh, odd jumper at range three with no tokens? I'm just sat there going, I'm shooting it like multiple times, doing two hits, two hits, two hits. And it's just rolling two evades each time. I'm just like, <laughs> okie dokie. <laughs> and then unfortunately, they had a Ketsu as well, who then was just basically just sat in front of me, just like just abusing TIE fighters. And I think, what did I, I think I said I lost a, a TIE and a half in the first engagement through no damage caused. I'm just like, I didn't go as planned. Yeah, I was uh, I was very uh, salty. Uh, not I, I didn't direct it at my opponent. At least I don't think I did. Um, I think I was um, fairly vocal in, in in our own chats just because I was just annoyed with the world at the time. But then just <laughs> uh, had a bit of a break. You know, played some other games over the weekend. The worst thing was that was Saturday morning for me as well. So I was salty all yeah. weekend. <laughs> and then and then you you lost your game. And then Ben won his. And I'm just like, like literally, why couldn't I have won our game? And we would have won the round. And I was like, ah. That, yeah, I think... we we I felt like we should have won that um that match, but obviously we didn't. So now we've got to now we've got to beat the Polish lads in order to get the um in in order to get the the, the top of our or the top seeding in our set. I well, think. Yeah, like so. Well, one thing I'll I'll say before I move on to onto that sort of thought is um I think there's added pressure there being a team event as well. So it's like yeah. if I was playing for myself, I'd be like, oh, I was annoyed, but okay, but. I also feel like I let let the team down, uh, oh, and, yeah, and, and and this is this is it. So there is the added pressure there. Yeah, uh, yeah so- oh, oh, for for me, like yeah, the that first round was terrible because I knew you'd lost, and then I was like, oh, it's fine, I I can pull the win out, and I was like, nope, sorry, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Pressure's and, off, I guess. Well, that, that was it. Not only did you lose, and then Ben went and won, won his game, and we were just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Right. But um, no, the, the interesting thing, the format about this event is... To be fair, I only won on like the very last turn. I could have very easily lost that game. Oh, actually, that, I didn't actually say that. That was the whole thing with my game, is the fact that I battled for the entire hour and 15, and I brought it back to, what, 91-91, and then lost on Final Salvo by one hit. And I'm just like, <laughs> ro- rolling. I think I rolled eight dice versus his his nine, and then I just lost out on that. I'm just like, ah... So not only did I could I not have like lost quickly and then could have logged out, I then had to uh, d- like battle and it was that whole that last turn, you know, will will I die? Will he will something of his die or will I get some points? So it was real close and you no, know, and I think they're quite new players as well. The um, 
love, lovable rogues. Um, but yeah, sorry, what I was going to say is like it's it's a weird format with this uh, event as well because the first three games it's a pool stage and it's not like you you progress to the next round no matter what. It's all about seeding. <laughs> so even if we lose all our games, we still get to play in the first round the, the knockout guaranteed. Um, it's just obviously you, you will have you know essentially probably get a team that went. 3-0 in its group stage so um yeah like i think probably the best thing for us now is that team b beats lovable rogues and then i think even if we don't beat kgk i think we still come second maybe third uh, and if we can beat kgk then who knows you know could we could be first probably second because it all come down to individual wins and i think they've won they won their first round, certainly three and zero. Yeah, but, you know, I say it's it's fun. Like you know, playing people we don't usually get to play. Uh, like you know, I, I've I've sort of heard of Madame Duke as such from from Nobby streams and stuff, but never had the the pleasure of playing her. Um, and equally, some of the other Australians. Um, so yeah, it is nice to play. And the time difference isn't terrible. Uh, like I say, I've I've played all my games sort of nine o'clock in the morning, you know, UK time. Which is obviously roughly nine o'clock in the evening over in Australia. Um, yeah. So it works out quite well. It's, I mean, it's it's good because it's um, you find on these TTS things that people are mostly there's a few exceptions, but people are mostly very very willing to do weird scheduling things in order to get a game played, an opportunity to play against somebody that they wouldn't ever have played before from a different country. So, you know. I have played games where I've gone to bed and woken up at 1am, played a game of X-Wing and then gone back to sleep again, just because that was the only time the person who was, you know, minus eight hours for me was able to play. And I was like, right, okay, well, I guess I'll do it. Um, there are some people who are really, really bad at scheduling games, um, but most of the people are really, really given. Um, Liam, how's your team getting on? Are you doing all right? Uh, yeah, so in our first round, uh, Max and Andrew Lippen won their games, so there was zero oh, well pressure done, Well on done remembering two names. Well done. I was going to say that, you really struggled to remember them, didn't you, mate? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I did have TTO up as I even read their names out, so that says a lot about my memory. Teammate A and teammate B, you did very well this week. I mean, in my defence, I still don't know who runs which list. And, uh, I mean that that's great. That's massively entertaining when I'm trying to do matchups. I'm like, well, I need to pay you into you, and they're like, no, because I've got the different list. I'm like, oh, great, cool, yeah, I need to work this out. But they were uh, handed to me via their nicknames, so it was Zimantique, uh, Zimantique, and Yellow Jacket Pim. Mm-hmm. Andrew, they yeah. So, yeah. so apparently, he's like he's quite a big deal in the resist tank. Is that what he said? Uh, he's, a no. good, he's a good guy. He's one of the people I might be meeting up with in Florida when I go on holiday there in August. There's a couple of um, Floridians that I'm hoping to hook up with for a couple of games one night. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, um, they won their two games. So I ended up having to play Kisley. Uh, it was a bit of a bloodbath. Uh, he managed to squeak the win. Squeak it? Uh, he battered you? Uh, it was 200 to 171. Sounds like it's a battering. Not- yeah, I mean, I lost Chertek. I lost Chertek a, a turn early than I, I needed him to, mm. uh, and it just, it was an uphill struggle, and I, I didn't quite have it in me. Uh, but then we've, this round we're against the Fear the Beards. Oh yeah, yeah. 
so I played Joe Churchman yesterday. He was running Nim, Eamon, and Zuvio. And anyone that knows me knows I know how to fly Eamon decently. So yeah. I, I said decently, not really well. <laughs> I covered myself there. I managed to squeak the win out there. I knew when to take the risks. And I managed to just pump a load of damage when I needed it. Uh, then Donald Williams. Yep, Don. Also... Uh, also known as Whisper Echo, managed to beat Andrew Lippin yesterday. So we're just waiting for Max to beat Michael Upton, a fellow Sith taker. Yeah, so there's a bit of blue on blue happening at the minute, isn't there, between the Sith takers and, and various groups that we're friendly with in like the Tauntauns and the 186 and everything, you know. And then Tom Reed is playing with uh, a couple of his mates from over the other side of the of the hills um so he's in the steel takers team so a couple of the steel city guys plus him um so yeah so there's a lot of sith takers involved in it there's a lot of other of our friendly squadrons from nearby involved in it as well so it looks like ollie's actually playing his game right now is he Ooh, yeah. exciting as think... in right right now on wednesday when people are listening to this or right now <laughs> on monday when we're recording it i think though if i remember rightly connor and dom both won their games Probably. I think. I think Dom did. Um, yeah. I've not seen comments. I'm sure Connor won. I mean, it, it's a fair assumption, isn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, no, probably. Um, you can suffer that, Raph. <laughs> oh, it's too easy. It's too easy sometimes. Um so okay, so that's um the trilogy tournament. So we'll let you know how we keep getting on with it. Um Ooh, it just, is... sorry, I was just having a quick look at the results and uh KGK are currently one one with uh lovable rogues. So yeah, uh Golonka yeah, took a paste in. Yeah, Golonka well two hundred one four six loss, but um Bartos won, so yeah, it's uh Kuna versus Joshua. So that'll, mm. be, that'll be interesting because that will be a real upset if if uh, KGK lose that game. And I'll try and be sober for the next game. Well, I mean, they'll probably be fired up to really batter us. <laughs> why, why were you drunk? Me and Emma randomly got bladdered. Oh right, fair enough. Like ridiculously like drunk. Yeah, we for, we thought it'd be a clever idea to open the Polish vodka, um, and it wasn't. <laughs> On the plus side, there's uh, pretty much no Polish vodka left, so that's that nice mistake thing. can't be made twice. Nope. <laughs> oh, I think you'll be a bit gun shy next time. Like you get a whiff of it, and you'll be like, nope. Yeah, it was bad enough having to wash out the uh, the cups in the morning. Mm. Right. Anyway, should we move on? Can do. Just have a quick chat. Um, so we found out some uh, pretty cool news uh, about the um, but AMG have gone down the storeroom, rummaged down the back of the sofa, found a massive box full of um, old 2018 to 2020 um, system open stuff um, and a whole bunch of things from the 2020 store championships, the, the big focus coins and stuff. And they've sent it and a bunch of stuff for armada and what's the other game that people play imperial legion. no legion that one um the other star wars game does, um, um and they've sent a bunch of it to the last Vegas games open. own 
the do they do uh, Imperial Assault? No, that's uh, still no, a board game. So that's still FG. Is it? Yeah. I mean, they've not released anything for a long time. No, anyway. it's, a, it's a it's a completed game now. They've officially announced that they're not developing it anymore. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, quite a while ago. You'd be forgiven for forgetting. It was about three years ago that they that they shut it off. Oh, right. Um, so. Um, yeah, so they've sent a bunch of stuff for those three systems to the Las Vegas Open, and obviously the Las Vegas Open is going to host the first big in-person American event, um, which is an unofficial, it's as in it's not an AMG event, um, but it's being hosted by the Fly Better podcast. Um, so they're getting a bunch of um, of stuff that they're going to give out, which is, is pretty good news uh, for the community that there's going to be a whole bunch of that prize support so going along with the stuff that alex has talked to us about last week um it does look like amg are starting to to wake up and um to, to organize play and uh, we did find out this week um through conversations that we had with the guys over at fly better with um ryan farmer that um uh they've not made a big deal of it thus far but amg have appointed ahead of organized play now um like very very recently in the last few weeks so she's getting her feet under the table at the minute and it's going to start um hopefully um arranging and organizing and starting to see movement in that space which for me is pretty cool and probably great one news. of the best bits of news we've had so yes uh, so that's that um quick bit of news um just to show you know things are still moving um so that's good should we talk about these cards then a little bit yeah yeah boy oh no i've got one other thing i want to talk about before we go into the cards um i don't know if anybody hasn't seen this but um amg have officially put a call out about three or four days ago um for artists they are looking for people to put onto their um kind of i don't know what it is like call off list for people who can do art for them so like if you're an artist you enjoy doing um art relating to star wars or for any of their other game lines so marvel crisis protocol legion um x-wing whatever um then you know you can reach out to artists at atomicmassgames.com um show them a bit of your portfolio and you never know you might start to make money about drawing pictures of x-wings so um, I wish I had any talent because I'd be right in there, but I have none. So um, I'm just going to leave it for people who can, you know, work computers and pencils because um, I can't. So, yeah, write cards. It's what we've all been waiting for. I'm going to start with IG-11. Is everybody OK with that? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Cool. So IG-11 is the droid from the Mandalorian, the, the IG unit from the Mandalorian from the first couple of episodes. Episode one, actually, isn't it? Uh, yeah, he's yeah, the one voiced by Taika Waititi. Yeah, so he's voiced by Taika Waititi. He turns up in episode one and two, and then later on, um, he's uh, a really cool character, and he has got really quite a cool ability, I think. Uh, so I'm going to read it out. Apologies. Um, so he adds a calculate to your action bar, and his setup is equip this side face up. Before you would be dealt a face up damage card, you must place a fuse marker on this card and gain a calculate token instead. Then, if there are two fuse markers on this card, flip it. So, translating that out into real words instead of rules words, um, he stops you taking the first two crits. But once he's prevented two crits, the card flips. Um, and he also gives you a calculate when he prevents you from taking a crit. You flip him over to be IG-11 anti-capture protocol. And a bit of a spoiler for the show. So if you've still not watched it, the first season the whole way through, um, during the end phase, remove a fuse marker from this card. Then if this card has no fuse markers on it, you are destroyed. And each other ship at range not to one suffers a crit damage. As an action, 
you can place a fuse marker back on the card. So after you've prevented two crits and you flip it, there's two fuse markers on the card, which means you've got two turns and then your ship is destroyed. But every action, you can delay that by one turn by using your action to put a fuse marker back on it. So it's cool. I think it's really thematic. I don't know how much use it'll see because, you know, people roll a couple of lucky crits. In fact, no, it's delta crit damage, isn't it? So you have to actually prevent uh, the... Well, no, I was about to say, so I don't think you discard the crit here because it's before you would be dealt a face-up damage card, you must place a fuse marker on... It on says instead, though. Oh, One instead. Fuse. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you place a fuse marker on IG-11. And then once there's two fuse markers in IG-11, yeah, 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 okay. IG-11. Yeah. So it prevents two crits, basically. Um, and then you start a three-turn count or a two-turn count down to exploding in the end phase. So, you know, <laughs> you stick it on something that doesn't have a lot of hull. Um, and you probably is irrelevant. But, you know, if you're eating a crit, then you're getting a calculate for another defense or something. Or you stick it on something with a load of hull. Um, and then you just have to burn your actions to... Try not to just explode. I say I want to see someone just have a party bus like half health just blow up. <laughs> no, I, mean, uh, I want to see this get a but with Dead Man Switch as well. I was yeah. just on the subject of Dead Man Switch. Did you see that power play where they flew yeah. the ship onto Speaking the rock? Speaking of Nobby. Speaking of that, Nobby as we did. What a play that is. <laughs> so what? So he had he had um it's um, oh, he, he had Chewbacca. It it was Nobby. It he was had, a fireball. He had a fireball yeah, he had and a fireball and with slam. Yeah, yeah, and it let's, starts let's Dead Man Switch on it. Yeah, and it took the crit where he can't go on rocks and had two health left. So he moved. I think he did a two, and then he slammed onto a rock to destroy himself, which killed um, an A wing and an X wing yeah, before Luke they activated. Yeah, <laughs> so it was amazing. Just... It was, and what was funny was was that if either of the A-Wing or the X-Wing, which was Luke and Ahsoka, had been out of range of the Dead Man switch, then the fireball exploding would have triggered Chewie's revenge attack and action, which meant that Chewie would have got a double modded shot into... Luke, I think it was, was or Ahsoka, but Luke was the one in range who was a bit close to not being clipped by it. Um, yeah, it was so basically, close. Basically, yeah, he would have had an a uh, he would have had a free um three dice attack into Luke um before he'd activated to try and kill him anyway. So oh it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So yeah. <laughs> and it was set up over three turns and there's a really funny YouTube video of it showing like how he went through it. Well how huh. he went about it. And he just got you know, he slammed at one point and he flipped the right crit and then he lost a bit of health here and a bit of health there and so on and so on. Yeah, it was lovely. Um so yeah, IG eleven. Any any other opinions on that one? That sounds uh, like I don't a no. think so. The, I can't see it being expensive. I mean it I prevents it... crits. Mm. Yeah. Even if it just stops one crit. You know, I mean, it, it stops crits, but you do just detonate afterwards. Do the, do the you other start IGs, losing your action and stuff, don't you? Yeah, do the other IGs have crew slots? IG-88s? I was just saying, uh, see. The problem is, though, I've looked, and it's specifically the IG-2000 title that does the sharing. So I don't think IG-11 benefits, because the IG crew, IG, 
whichever one the thing it's D crew it specifically is. says um you have the pilot ability of each other friendly ship with the IG two thousand upgrade. So you, you can't share this ability around. No, I was just I was just thinking if, if he went on one of them, um then they've uh, they're probably a good place for it because they've got three greens. So they'll be avoiding attack. So they'll be he'll be there to stop that sneaky crit that does mm. sneak through that ruins your day, um, but not other stuff. So, you know, you want to put him on it, but there's no crew slot on the, um, the IG-88s anyway, so it's a, it's a moot point. Um, he's probably going to end up going on um, some of the fire sprays or um, onto the um, the Mando ship, whatever it's called, the Razor Crest yeah. class assault fighter or whatever it is. Is it the ST-70? Um, something like that. Yeah, as in the next picture. we. It yeah. is. It is, it's the next card. Who wants to go through Q90? I'll do it. Go then. Uh, so he's initiative five. Uh, he's got a calculate, evade, target lock, and a red ball roll. Uh, three greens, uh, sorry, three reds, two greens, seven hull, two shields. After you fully execute an advanced maneuver, you may perform a calculate or a bow roll action, even while stressed. If you do, gain one strain token. And I like this. He's initiative five. Yeah, I like this. And so advanced uh, manoeuvre for those who don't know it, so it's going to be the K-turn and Talon roll. Would the red stop count as an advanced manoeuvre? I was just well? thinking that. I don't it actually doesn't. know. It doesn't. Okay. It's not an advanced manoeuvre. They're, they're the ones that allow you to change your facing. Yeah, it's interesting. So, so this is the character that's voiced by Richard Ayoade in the yes. in the show, um, which means that we're going to hear a lot of that across the tables, <laughs> like like students quoting Monty Python for years to come. Um, but I mean, they're going to get the show wrong, though, aren't they? They just can do IT crowd. Tenetenba. Oh, yeah, but I mean, it's he's an I five with an ability to do um, K turns and talent rolls, and if he wants to, have a calculate or a barrel roll. So you know, I just do a just do a is it a five K and then barrel roll away, um, just to you know stop myself from being shot at. And I know this thing's got terrible greens, but uh, blue, sorry. But if you're um, if you're you've done a five K, then a one or a two blue back in is probably the right move anyway. So if you barrel roll, yeah. you'd be double stressed, though, won't you? That is true. That is true. Oh, will it? Unless you, unless you put expert handling on him. No, you wouldn't uh, be. Yeah, yeah. No, because it's, it's... No, you wouldn't be. It's why... Because it it's not on your action bar, is it? If you're instructed to perform an action, unless it says otherwise, yeah, it's yeah. white. No, you're right. I think that's right. It's, yeah, it doesn't, say it's a, it doesn't say it's a red barrel roll action on an yeah. actual card. Yeah, that's the current rules call, isn't it? If it doesn't say red barrel roll action, you're not yeah. using the one on your action bar. You're using the action that the ability gives you, the ability to do oh i hate it but yeah that's the current rules call i think so yeah that'd be good i mean he looks good and i think the the razor crest looks like a super solid chassis or sorry the st70 assault ship looks like a super solid chassis so um be interesting to see him with um some of the other upgrades um that are floating about for scum as well so um and they spoiled the dial again but we don't care about that uh, <laughs> so what was the next one? It was scanning down to see if I see anything. Oh, it was Fen Rao. Oh, Fen yeah. Rao. Uh, Rebel Fen Rao. 
Rebel Fenrau and the Fang Fighter. I, I like this, but I don't like this as much as I like the crew that we'll get onto in a bit. Um, <laughs> because somebody did leak the entire contents of the pack onto the internet last week, which I've just remembered. Um, so Fenrau's ability is before a friendly ship at range one to two engages, if there is an enemy ship and it's firing arc at range one, that friendly ship may remove one non-lock red token. So before one of his mates shoots something, if it's shooting something at range one, it can take a red lock, uh, a stress token off or a deplete or a strain or something like that. So um, this does enable Janors to fire twice. Um, if Janors is shooting something at range one, Fen shoots it buffed by Jan, then Jan shoots something, clears her own lock token, uh, her, her own stress token, and then if something then shoots after her, can get buffed again by her. So it enables double double Janor's buffs. Just for a laugh. Never, <laughs> not sure if it's good or if it's jank, but yeah. Um, and there's a lot of... It's very uh, moving pieces to get it to work, though, isn't it? It is, yeah, and you've got. And to it's have amazing Janors. when it happens. <laughs> well, you've, got to have, you've got to have your Janor's ship, who really wants to be at range two to three of stuff, um, sitting in at range one with her five health behind two greens. So, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it'd be good when it happens because if you get to roll in and just nuke something with you know five dice with Fen, followed by four dice with Jan, followed by you know four or five dice with something else at high five, then it's laughing time. Not not much is going to survive that. Well, so. I'm just thinking as well, I mean, uh, the next pilot, I mean, Fenrau works with that as well, Bodica Venge. Yeah, God, do you want to read that one through, Tim? So, after another friendly ship defends, if you are not depleted, you may perform a bonus attack against the attacker. If you do, after performing the attack, gain one deplete. Well, then, mm. so if so, if someone shoots Fen, Bodica take, performs a bonus attack, takes a deplete, and then when Bodica engages, Ben can get Bodica to remove this strain. And then, yeah, if anybody, and, and, and then if something else is shot. Oh, no, I suppose you're limited by the number of attacks then, aren't you? Just, you just won't have the strain because you can only ever do one bonus attack. Yeah, but it's, it's um, you perform the bonus attack, you take a deplete token. So you do your attack. Fen... Uh, yeah, if you did your bonus attack, then when you engage, Fen would take your deplete token away, so you would get another full, full powered attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if they shoot Fen instead of you, um, or if you shoot first and then they shoot a lower initiative, you can then do your bonus attack and then take your deplete and then clear that with a blue. Yeah, but yeah. I mean it's a double, it's a double tap, and double taps yeah. are good, and we know they are. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Fang fires good. Um, Dirk, the ship's amazing. Yeah, Dirk especially Alodin. the moving one. Oh, I know. Dirk <laughs> Alodin. 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 I don't know how you pronounce Star Wars names. Aladdin. Aladdin. Um, it's a whole new world. Um, he's got fireworks and stuff going off. For, oh no, those are lasers. Um, so to fully execute a red maneuver or perform a red action, you can acquire a lock on an enemy ship in your firing arc at range one. So. Fangs with boost or barrel roll into focus. You do that. You perform your red focus action. You're at range one in of something. You take a lock on it. If it flies away from you because it's higher initiative, fine. You've got a lock for later. Um, if it doesn't because it's moved before you, then you're four dice in it with target lock focus. Seems decent. Mm. And this good way, job would you look at? Would you look at put a uh, an advanced proton top on him or something? 
And it's tempting, isn't it? Yep. But I mean, it's one extra dice once, and he can do that at range one. He can be just banging out four dice hits. So yeah, it's true. I suppose if you've got five points, it's worth it for that one big hit. But all big you know, to bad now. So I don't know. The way PTs on I threes just seem like you're just going to be sad because you never get it off. He does have the ability to grab the target lock, but then the thing just flies away. Well, it's good for killing low-initiative TIE fighters, although you always feel sad firing your one APT into a 22-point TIE fighter or something. It's like, ugh. Especially, especially when I then roll like, three pain to my, my three agility. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have three of those and just take hit crit. Oh, it's not a direct. Never mind. <laughs> um, the next one, the Clan Ren volunteer is a two-pip. Two-pip unique. Clan Ren volunteer, unlikely ally. Uh, when you perform an attack at range one, if the speed of your friendly maneuver matches that of a friendly ship at range one, you may reroll one attack die. So put two of these together, fly them around in a little formation, have a reroll and a focus for your attacks all the time. Fine, I guess. Yeah, like you know, it, it comes down to points, doesn't it? I suppose, like you know, uh, yeah, possibly. I mean, initiative three is a weird. Like a weird place for them to be because, you know, like you say, that they're not the ace. So, yes, they might have something at range one in front arc, and then it may just buzz off past them. So, um, it's nice. I mean, it's it's a bit more sort of um, a bit more fluffy. I mean, um, are we getting Empire um, fangs as well? Or is it just no, no Empire fangs? Not so far. Or is it Separatist? Was there anything else? Can't remember if there's another. Where else have um. Uh, the fangs been in the sort of the law as such. Uh, I think we're in. Just, is I it, think that's is, it. Is it? Oh, I, I couldn't remember if there were any other bits. But I thought yeah, it's basically. And I think there's possibly a there's a shout for Empire might get something at some point because they've got the gauntlet and they do take over Mandalore and the lore at various points. So I thought I um, thought I just but, remember seeing like a couple of more faction logos on the actual packaging. I could be. It. There definitely is on the, um, the like hundred percent. There is on the gauntlet, yeah, like one hundred and ten percent. There is on the gauntlet, but I'm not on the sure pride of Mandalore as well. The Imperials on there because we're getting the ISB Jingoist in there, which is another Tie Fighter, and we get Gideon. Yeah, so just yeah. just looking at the actual Pride of Mandalore pack, so it looks like you've got uh, Republic Separatists, uh, Rebels, Imperials, and Scum. So there'll, there'll be a little there, but you won't necessarily get fangs for faction. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we did talk about there being a leak um, of the the rest of the pack at one point, and I think we've talked through most of the cards and various episodes, but there were six released. Um, somebody somewhere has got a hands on a pack and opened it prior, prior to release date. So um, I'm just going to skip through six that were linked up to us on, on Discord. So... Um, First one's a crew, which is Imperial. So here we go. Um, Captain Hark uh, has two charges. After you fully execute a red maneuver, if you are not focused, you may spend a charge to gain a focus token. So a two-shot focus when you're stressed. Fine. Seems okay. Not going to set the world on fire, is it? Yeah, that's all right. Um, I'm going to say Fenral for the end. (laughs) It's, It's nice. Nice to happen twice, isn't it? You know, yeah. 
I think yeah, you'll see it'll see play. Yeah, because it's it's like those turns where you stop in or you K turn in or you know whatever. Um, sort of you stick it on like a decimator for the turns where you really want to do one of those big red moves that it doesn't really want to be doing very often. If you want to get out of dodge, it gives you the opportunity to do that and grab a focus. Um, as well, um, and you could also probably see it on what are those things called? Not the strikers, the bigger ones. Reapers, uh, reapers, reapers, yeah, reapers, yeah. Um, might be decent on them. Enable them to stop a bit, um, play around a bit more because they like doing that little earlier on into a sloop, don't they? Um, and giving them a focus when they do that is decent. So, yeah, I mean, it's a crew slot again. It depends. It's probably going to cost around about the same as contraband cybernetics, or maybe a bit more, but because um, it's two uses. I reckon it'll be cheaper at first. No, oh, probably. At first, one point for everything. <laughs> <laughs> buy the packs, buy the packs, one point for everything. Um, so the next one, another Imperial card, um, Tiber or Tiber, probably Tiber Saxon. Two charges recurring. Um, after you perform an attack that hits range one to two, uh, sorry, after you perform an attack at attack range one to two that hits, if the defender has no face-up damage cards, you can spend one or more charges. For each charge you spend, the defender gains a strain token. So as long as they're not critically damaged, you can apply strains by hitting. So and it's a gunner. So who does that go into? Uh, you can put that onto strikers. You can put That's it onto mayor. decimator. Is that it? Who's gunners in Imperial? Uh, oh, what's it called? Phantom. Oh yeah, Phantom. Yeah. Strain Phantom. Yeah, seems um, seems okay. I'm not sold on it myself. I mean, there's not very many good places to put gunners in Empire. And when you do have a spot to put a gunner in Empire, you've got to look really hard not to just put Vader on there. Uh, the Vader's a crew. Well. Oh, is Vader a crew now? Oh, it's always okay. been crew. That's why the Whispers lost the crew slot. Ah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And now yeah, they've I've got the fifth brother slot. Yeah, so now it's fifth brother <laughs> for gunner. That's right. You've got to look quite hard to go past fifth brother. I um, guess with something like on like a Sloan Swarm with a Decimator or something, it might be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's what, two charge to just give a strain. It's reoccurring. No, it's, it's two charges to give two strains. It's one charge to give one strain. Okay. And, it is, and you say it's reoccurring, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. you get one back every turn. So you just pop in. Like, if you shoot and you hit and you're at range one to two, then they get a strain, and if it's a if it's an ace, and you've got two or two or three follow up shots, okay, you put no, no. On. yeah, no, if yeah, if it's reoccurring, that makes it a lot lot uh, better. Yeah, 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 seems decent. Um, last one is Gar Saxon, uh, who is another Imperial crew. So all of, uh, crew then gonna then crew again. Um, so Gar Saxon, while a friendly unit at range one to three with an initiative of four or lower performs an attack against a defender you have locked. The attacker may change a focus result to a hit result. So it's a soft mod for anything that's a lower initiative than four, as long as you've got their target locked. So this is going on a shuttle, isn't it? An S321, ST321 shuttle. Yeah, but like, like you say, though, if if it has to be a lower initiative, it'd be... Um... Yeah, it'd be, I mean, it'd be, again, interesting. I mean, it's it's good for those, those soft mods. Um... 
I'm just trying to think though, like, because a lot of your lower initiative stuff probably wants to take the focus anyway. Um, so what they, what you'd probably want is some sort of reroll. Yeah, I mean, or it'll get yeah. some play, but it, again, like a bit limited of what might take. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so uh, we'll go on to the um, the next one. So it's Rebel is Tristan Wren. Uh, so we've already had him as a um, what do you call it? Ship pilot. So yeah, that's the one. So here he is as a crew for Rebel or a squad, including Gar Saxon. So you can put him on as long as the previous card is in the squad. Um, so while a friendly unit at range not to three performs a missile attack, you may spend a charge. If you do, the attacker can change a hit result to a crit result, and it's one recurring charge. So you stick him on Imperial. Uh, well, it's um, those uh, the Mandalorian remotes do re do two missile attacks, don't they? They've got two charges of a missile attack, um, so yeah. he can turn those into crits or something doing ions, prockets, homing missiles, cluster missiles, all of that stuff is a hit to a crit. Well, it's one recurring charge, so it doesn't seem great because it's got to be a munition attack. But I don't know. Yeah, I can't see him being too expensive. It'll be one of those that people might try and pair with Gar Saxon. Uh, but that's about it. You change a hit to a crit and a, uh, an eye to a hit and a hit to a crit. It's a like, free mod chain up to a crit, but We've got a lot of abilities that do stuff with crits or find things for crits, and they don't tend to get used. They don't tend to see play, except for in meme lists. Or like on oh. Hexiles when they're doing hit critmas. <laughs> <laughs> How many crits can you roll? Let's see. Um, so uh, we've got another um, another in, another instance of Gar Saxon um, as a gunner this time, um, who's scum only. Uh, so this is after he leaves the Imperials and joins the scum faction. Uh, large or huge ship, so get your epic on. Um, uh, in that case, scum, what's this? A YV-666, Lancer, Gauntlet, or Jumpmaster. Uh, so while you perform the target lock action, you can only choose an object in your front or rear arcs. While you perform a primary attack, if the defender is in your front or rear arc, you can remove an orange or red token from the defender to roll an additional dice to a maximum of four. So you can take a target lock and when you shoot, you can spend it to roll an extra dice instead of have a re-roll. That's not bad. It's fine if you've got uh, or, or they're stressed. So you can just have a target lock and then take the stress off them and say, you're not stressed anymore, but I'm rolling an extra dice. Seems okay. I mean, that might not be awful, unlike an Asajj uh, Lancer. No, I mean, I'll just apply a... You can take a stress. Was it... It's You, you give up a focus or take a stress. So they yep. take a stress, so you're rolling an extra dice or they give up a focus. So they're rolling four anyway, or three anyway, but you now don't have a focus to defend with. Yeah? Yeah. Bad choices. What was the... Um, the Was it a crew or gunner for the guy that when you have a target lock, you can turn a, a focus a result to a hit? Uh, that's the same name, unfortunately. It's the same person. <laughs> no, but what, 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 what slot? Oh, he's crew. 
his crew right so i was having a little play around just looking like the decimator could take like sloan and that guy and stuff like that and yeah, yeah. just uh, having a little think but i um, mean maybe like a, a tie bomber list but the tie bomber can't take crew they can only have gunners not anymore yeah. good old days eh bad old days bad times um all right last card that we know about um fen rao rebel crew or scum rebel or scum crew um, before a friendly ship, it's the same as his pilot ability, um, but you can put it on a different ship. So you can stick it on Janors. <laughs> Why not? Um, to make it even easier to, to trigger. But basically, it's the, the problem is is that, um, again, it requires Jan to be in range one of stuff. So it's before a friendly ship at range zero to two. So it's slightly different because it works on the ship that fends on. Um, engages if it's revealed maneuver is speed one or higher. So as long as you're not stopping. Um, and there is an enemy in its front dark at range one, that ship may remove one non-lock red token. So, um, so yeah, you or one of your friends does something, you can um, remove a stress from that ship, so allowing multiple K-turns or other moves. A um, little bit of a limitation on it that they have to actually be moving, so you can't castle up a bit um, and let people just stay still while you nuke them but yeah still seems good to me um i might par pair well with gar saxon if you're rolling in and locking people um and then taking red tokens off them and stripping them off yourself and then doing the same again seems good, I, seems good. Yeah, I, th I think there's a, a lot of interesting things coming out of uh this pack so it'll be uh well, good to get it in the hands and, and sort of play around with some of these uh combinations yeah has anything jumped out at you at all, Ben? Or oh, collector of everything? I mean, you know, I bought it, but but there's a couple of them that like, like um, that Captain Hark seems okay, mm -hmm. um, but nothing's really jumping out as amazing, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's a, it's a little. I bit, feel like um... it's a lot of uh, th uh, fluff sort of stuff and fun stuff, but not necessarily game-breakingly disgusting which i kind of like <laughs> i mean i just i just have a feeling and a, a, a bit of a a bit of a thought that scum is going to find something and it's going to be a combination of something that nobody's used before plus one of these cards and it's going to be absolutely vile and it's going to turn up somewhere and everybody's just going to go up for a bit and then pray that amg does a, a point update <laughs> there's, there's definitely a lot of things that'll see play i think yeah, there's a lot of stuff here to drive combos. Yeah. Um, and whether combos are good or bad it depends on the player and depends on the individual card you, that they're putting together. But I just noticed a lot of the Fang things are, are range one, aren't they? Yeah. But so... I mean, Fangs want to be in range one, don't they? Yeah. And, but, you know, you know it's there's already those. That well, easy. Already... <laughs> That's true. But there's already those degenerate lists floating about that have Kanan in a hawk. Plus three fangs, and what yeah. if instead of being standard fangs, they've got all these funky abilities that allow them to do different things um, and hit harder while still being really tough to kill because they're floating around in range one. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be some weird combos, probably in Scum, because that's a land of weird combos. Um, <laughs> and I'll take me two or three times of flying into them like an idiot before I figure out how to play against them. So yeah. Scum always finds a way. Wow. You, sh you shoot them at range two. Yeah. What kills fangs? 
<laughs> Easy to say. No, that's not. You shoot them at range through through a rock. That's when they die. <laughs> the old they suffer from the sun tear problem. Yeah, the the sun tear fell trap, isn't it? I'm absolutely. If you want fine. a guaranteed, if you want a guaranteed kill, uh, you shoot an unfocused fang at range three through an old school uh, gas cloud. That will <laughs> roll five eyeballs. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that they've spoiled recently was um, they confirmed that the gauntlet is going to have a config that allows it to do stop maneuvers and um, spin, uh, flip 90 or 180 degrees, so like a U-wing. Um, it's basically exactly like a U-wing while you defend roll one for your defense dice. Um, although they did then also spoil um, one of the pilots who, instead of stopping, will do a one-bank side slip instead. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so he'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Imperial, so yeah, he's... Um, Captain Hark. Yeah, so he has to move every other one, so he can't just permanently um, sideslip. So he does have to move every so often. But um, yeah, he's going to be able to, you know, kind of... What, no no to- Tokyo drift like... around the board? Yeah, mm. no Tokyo drifting, unfortunately. Um, but, you know... Yeah, it's a massive gauntlet, so I think he'll see play because he's that, that makes him more usable and keep his front arc deployed for longer. But um, I cannot wait to play with those wings. <laughs> I'm getting them. Um, so cool. I'm getting, you know, those things when you change your bank account and randomly six months later they send you 100 quid to say thank you and you say cheers. <laughs> um, well, I'm getting that in a few days, so the first thing I'm doing is, order, is ordering a gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it can sit on my shelf and ever, never really ever see play, but at least it'll be there. And then need to buy some fangs as well. But I've I've got one coming on. So apparently the pack they did spoil the entire contents of the pack, and apparently it comes with five rebel dials. So they're they're definitely catering for the people who own five fangs because no good reason could ever come of owning five fangs. Um, but yeah, it comes with five fang dials apparently. Um, so I'm gonna have one. Um, one fang of five dials for it. That'd be fine. <laughs> We've got a new bomb as well, haven't we? Oh, yeah, the, yeah. A blazer bomb. Yeah, I've, I've so, not been able to find the article. Um, I've got, it yeah. goes off, everyone yeah. within range one gets a, a sports jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so, so during the system phase, you may drop it. I'm trying to find what... There's like a, a blaze thing that comes out afterwards, isn't there? Is yeah, so blazer? like... It, it's called a blazer, and it's like a template that's an oh, obstacle. There's a shed load extra cards there. I know, I know, this kind kind of uh, going off what we've spoken about, but they have released some other cards. I just can't find them. But I've got them up um, at the moment. If, if send us a, send sees... us a, send us a link round, Ben, so we can all talk about it. Yeah, I'm going to say as well. There's um, new obstacles as well, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Spoil, like so, the card, but they basically spoiled the entire contents of the pack, and everybody looked at the cards, and then suddenly somebody went, "Wait a minute, what's that?" And it was a new bomb, and then oh, those are new obstacles as well. So there's a whole bunch of new stuff coming out um, and being spread around, which is going to be great. Um, I'll find the rules for the bomb. Oh, there, the blaze. Yeah, different different color rocks as well, which is really going to mess with people. Yep. They are nice though. It's nice actually getting some new obstacles. Yeah, well, I was thinking as well. Like I, I, to start with, I wasn't like a fan of like the, the the purple background rocks, but then I was thinking about perhaps they're easy to see because the current rocks 
and and debris of obviously are on black and a lot of obviously the star fields are obviously black um so maybe it would actually help sort of see the edges and those are big debris fields and big yeah. asteroids they are not yeah. small so the blaze bob is when this device detonates each ship and remote at range not to one rolls one attack dice each ship suffers one damage for each hit or crit result after this device detonates place a blaze into sort of the back of the bomb it's got little cutouts in the bomb for this blaze thing and then a blaze is an obstacle um and you stick a fuse on it yeah it looks like it's yeah. just it's just an obstacle. I can't see anything that says it does anything else. Yeah, it's an obstacle. Um, uh, there was something on one of the other things that basically, if you fly over it, you take damage, um, and you lose your action. It's on the it's on the previous page. So after executing yeah. a maneuver, it rolls one attack down a hit or a crit. The ship suffers one hit damage on a focus. It gains a stress token, and it skips its perform action step. So it's a pretty nasty. It's a pretty nasty obstacle, but it's only there yeah. for two turns after the bomb detonates. So, those are some big ass obstacles as well, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. Um. So. Yeah. So I mean, you can fuse the bomb, and then, but it's a, <laughs> it's just a regular bomb, so it does a hit damage. Um. It maybe it's a fifty-fifty of doing a hit, and then it dumps an obstacle out. But because it, it's an obstacle, it count for things like trick shot, um, as well. So. Um, There's also a shed load of cards there. I don't know if you want to go through them now. I mean, we can skip quickly through them um, and not not read them out in their entirety, but kind of summarise them. Um, That's good. I can't read them properly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, we've got um, a couple of cards, like one card that I've been waiting for for a while, which actually, I will be honest, has disappointed me a bit, is Obi-Wan Kenobi crew for the Republic. Um, So he comes out and his ability is the same as his um, Delta 7 pilot ability, which is that um, if a friendly ship at range zero to two spends its focus token, he can spend force um, to give them a focus token back. Um, I mean, I think to, that's pretty good. It is, but I'd like I'd have liked it to be something else, like something different, where they've just cut and pasted it off his pilot card and said, "We'll have that." Um, so um, the other, the one that jumped out at me is um, Corky Cries, which is um, a Republic crew, which is after a friendly ship in your front half. So as long as it's in front of you in some way, at range one to two becomes the defender. You can yeet a transfer, uh, you can yeet green token over to it. Um, it doesn't say that on the card. Uh, you may transfer one green token to it. And while a friendly ship in your front half at range one to two defends, if you obstruct the attack, the defender rolls an additional defense dice. So that second paragraph is a bit weird because that ship's got to be in front of you a bit and you've got to obstruct the attack. And then they get to roll an extra defense dice. So it's a bit like um, a tactical jammer or whatever it's called that nobody ever plays. Um, But with even more restrictions. Tactical scrambler, but with even more restrictions. Um, But interestingly, if Porky is on a ship that can take the reinforce action, he can throw a reinforce token to the thing that is being targeted. Um, And then they are either splitting fire. because they then want to target something else that's not reinforced, or they're shooting into the reinforced ship that's got other tokens as well to defend itself. And that's one of the only two ways, the other one being Amal and Holdo, where you can transfer reinforcers around the place um, without taking a weird combination of cards. Um, 
on a very specific resistance Y-wing, I think, can do it. <laughs> if they take angled deflectors. You've got <laughs> a problem, Rich. No, no, but I mean, it's um, it's an, it's a really interesting thing for Republic to get access to, to be honest. Um, that ability to move those green tokens around is um, is what could potentially be keeping a Jedi alive. Like, if you stick this on a lat or something, if they want to target the Jedi because it looks like a better shot, and then you just toss it an evade token or you toss it a reinforce token or whatever um and it laughs out i don't know seems seems decent um oh there's uh, there's ursa ren who is um just an r3 astromech but as a human um so you can take locks and stuff um but it also works when you're friendly uh when other friendly ships um lock and they're around you um, so when, when a friendly ship at range 0-3 is locked, you may acquire a lock on an enemy ship. So um, you basically sit there, and any time one of your opponents takes a lock on something, you just lock something else, um, which works nicely. Um, it's a good deterrent for them for taking locks. Um, any of gunner, those cards jump out at you? Got the gunner Ursa run as well. After you acquire a lock on an enemy unit beyond range 2, if there are no friendly units that range zero to one of the locked unit, gain one calculate token, so that might be all right on Zam. Mm, that's good. Republic or separatist, so yeah, stick it on there. You get a lock, you might get a calculate, you get a two a double modded attack on things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of good stuff here. Savage Oppress we talked about previously, um, but it's a, another force crew for scum or separatists, so another option and probably a bit cheaper. Um I'm squinting at his text now. And he works after well f- with Maul, doesn't he? Yeah, after a friendly I think uh, the new Maul crew just gives force, doesn't no, it? No, no, the old Maul, I think. Oh the old Maul, yeah. So after a friendly ship in your front arc at range one to two gains a stress or strain token, you may spend a force, and if you do that, ship gains a focus token. Okay, yeah, so Maul takes a damage, takes a stress to regain the force, and then Savage Oppress can spend his force to give Maul a focus token, if he wants to. Um, or just anything, really, gains a stress or a strain, he can give them a focus token. So, K-turn, have a focus. Complete or strain, have a focus. Oh, somebody's locked you, have a focus. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very that that's really good actually. Um, that's a really really good um, support ability, which is weird because he's not like that in the cartoons, is he at all? That's, he's not really a very supportive character. Uh, um, no, he's just like, oh, something's happened. Let me swing this lightsaber at it. Yeah, I'm just gonna slash at this with a lightsaber. Oh no, I, I've died. Oh no, I haven't really. It's Star Wars. It's fine. Um, uh, he died. I know he does. I know he does. We saw um, that one. You, you, you've <laughs> got something against people coming back to life. Let Let's be honest. Let's be honest. We saw Darth Maul cut in half and fall down a reactor shaft. Did you see him take his last breath? We saw him being cut in half and fall down a reactor shaft. That's a weird way to say no, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, we saw we saw Emperor Palpatine literally explode. <laughs> uh, apparently, that's a clone. And let's be honest that that film is. I'm not even going to repeat it. Uh, it's only going to get censored anyway. 
It's okay. And being slowly yeah. digested over 2,000 years doesn't make any sense anyway, because, you know, you at the very worst die of starvation within four weeks. Flamethrower got... on his wrist, that is super okay. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, enough of that. Enough of that bias. Um, so it does look like a super good pack's coming out from the Pride of Mandalore. It looks like they're going, it's going to be a super good ship as well. Um, so we're pretty, pretty happy with all of that. Um, I think we're probably run out of things to talk about or are running out of things to talk about fairly quickly. Um, so on the um, Sith Taker Open, again, if you're listening and you are coming and you haven't put your, um, you haven't registered on tabletop.to, please do at least register for the Saturday in advance so that we can get a firm idea of numbers because we know that some people have got tickets but aren't able to come and haven't cancelled. So that's fine. Um, you don't need to do that. But if you are coming, please register on the tabletop.to page. Um, you can find it by searching for Sith Taker Open and it will be the first one that you find. Um, so yeah, please do that. Um, we have got, um, basically everything's turned up now um, or we've got delivery deadlines for when we know things are turning up. So um, we're in a really good state um, and we are still um, nudging Asmodee slash AMG to see if we can get any help with support like LVO did, but um, it hasn't happened yet. So nobody hold your breath or cross your fingers too much because it probably won't happen, but you know, you never know. Um, and then, yeah, just a reminder again about Alex Watkins' uh, raffle. Um, his tickets are still for sale until the Friday night before the open on the 5th and he's going to be there doing the draw so he's going to be doing the draw from his phone um, in in parts um, on the Farcast Focus far, yeah, the Farcast Focus stream um, he's going to be at the event uh, streaming for us um, as well um, so if you want to keep up to date with that or buy more tickets or anything please feel free to do so um, and we'll be uh, We'll be kind of running parallel streams and they'll be overlapping and merging and stuff at various points in time. So it's going to be pretty cool. Um, have you got anything else you wanted to talk about, Ben? No. League? I mean, Start it started soon. soon. Yeah. Sign up if you want. I mean, if you... I'm probably going to start doing all the League stuff on Thursday. So if you haven't signed up like by then, it's probably closed. Yeah, but... <laughs> You can always slide somebody into the wretched hive. That's yeah, yeah. You, you can probably have to send me a message and I'll deal with it that way. Yeah. Um, but so again, yeah. if you're already in it, you don't need to sign up because I'll do it automatically. Especially Chris Burnett, who signs up diligently for the wretched hive every season and has to be moved into the league that he's been in the whole <laughs> way through. Um, hi, Chris. Um, so uh, cheers. Cheers, Ben. It's not just him. There's a few people who do it. Bless them. Um, reading's like, hard. They really want to play, which is nice. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and they're playing both leagues? No. Oh, I was about to set myself a challenge then. Have you got anything else that you want to talk about, Liam? Uh, or shout-outs or anything? I'm just looking forward to playing some X-Wing against everyone in two weeks. Yeah, it's going to be good fun. I'm I'm looking forward to having a game on Friday night when I come over. Um, Because that's going to be me for the weekend. (laughs) I'm bringing some hugs for Liam as well. I'm bringing Captain Sonar so I can see what it's like to be Darren Granger and then tell him how easy it is to be in a submarine. (laughs) (laughs) Just yelling at people. It's just the most aggressive game. It's hilarious. Just literally shouting at people who are about three inches away from you because you can't hear them because the people on the other side are shouting louder than you. Oh, it's, Honestly, it's, just... it's, 
it's how it, that is a game that can induce a heart attack. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. It's a, an aneurysm in a small box. <laughs> the last time I played, there was this guy, and he was the captain for their team, and you just saw his brain melt. <laughs> and he, he just resigned himself to just not speaking, so their submarine just stayed there. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know what to do. And everyone was going, tell us what to do. And he's like, just go left. And like, we can't go left. He's like, I don't, I don't know. It was well, What way can we go? Uh, no way, but you can go if you fix something. <laughs> like, what can we fix? I don't know anymore. I don't like this. It's too stressful. <laughs> you can play it the we... easy way where everybody takes turns to talk. <laughs> it's much less fun. <laughs> I mean, it's a good intro, but we all know the real Captain Sonar is real time. Oh, absolutely. I've never played it the easy way, to be honest. It's all about I've yelling. never played it. It's so good. It's underrated. It's a four to eight player game, I think. No, it's, is it might be two to eight, but it's only fun with eight people. <laughs> right cool um tim have you anything else you wanted to chat about no nothing from me all right well i think we'll do the bye-byes then so it's uh goodbye from liam doodles uh goodbye from ben bye goodbye from tim bye and it's goodbye <laughs> from me haven't realized it liam forgot the shout out board in brom bye-bye <laughs> Six foot four and full of muscle. I said, Do you speak my language? He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. And he said, I come from a land, land, land. We just know and mention Shout out to Borden Brum. He doesn't care anymore. I've already pressed stop recording.